You are Locked On Longhorns, your daily podcast on the Texas Longhorns. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, welcome to a Monday edition of the Locked On Longhorns podcast. I am your host, Patrick Kahn. Follow me on Twitter at Pat Sports Guy. Follow the show, Locked On Horns on Twitter. Uh, we've got a lot to get into today, but I just want to remind you today's episode is brought to you by Bill Bar. Head on over to BillBar.com. Use our promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, to get 15% off your next order at BillBar.com. Uh, lots to get into today. We're going to kick it off. We're going to talk some basketball stuff right off the jump because there's been a lot to get to since we last talked, since we last recorded a podcast. Shaka Smart and the Texas Longhorns, obviously, they lost in the first round to Abilene Christian as a three seed against a 14 seed in the first round of the NCAA tournament. Once again, Texas got knocked out early. What's the interesting part here is that Shaka Smart is now out. No, not because Texas fired him, but now he is gone and he's heading to Marquette to take over their basketball program. You know, maybe a little bit of it was, um, it wasn't the right fit, you know, with him at Texas. I mean, there's a multitude of things. But in the in the time that he spent at Texas, it just it wasn't. They had regular season success. Don't get me wrong; they did just win the Big Twelve tournament, but there wasn't enough success. Uh, so a lot of people were talking, uh, present company included, about getting him out. Well, the thing that had to happen was they either have to fire him and, and pay his buyout, or hope that another school came in and tried to hire him away, and then they can deal with it. Obviously, Marquette really wanted Shaka Smart. Maybe Shaka just thought maybe his time was up in Austin. He heads back to Marquette to take over their program. Now, what does Texas do? That's the big question, right? Now, the big name everybody's going to talk about, and we've, we've heard the speculation all weekend, is Chris Beard from Texas Tech. Obviously, he's a Texas alumnus, so former graduate assistant, now at Texas Tech in five seasons in Lubbock. Uh, he's, he's played for a national championship in basketball and he's been an elite eight, two things that Texas has not done in some time. You know, it, it's been since Rick Barnes it, so many years ago where they were at that level, never played for a national championship, obviously. Uh, but they did get to the final four under Rick Barnes never happened under Shaka, even though Shaka did have success when he's at VCU, it just never got to where we thought that they would be never. We never saw it. So maybe Chris Beard can change that. Well, the good thing is, if they were to get Chris Beard, you no longer, I'm not going to say no longer, but it makes it a whole lot easier to beat Texas Tech. The reason why I say that is because Texas Tech has won seven out of the last ten games, including seven of the last eight, uh, you know, against the Longhorns. They swept them this year. Uh, Chris Beard has done a fantastic job at Texas Tech in building that basketball program back up, kind of in similar fashion the way he saw it as a, as an assistant coach to Bob Knight when he was in Lubbock. Uh, you know, Chris Beard took over. Went to, he was supposed to be taking UNLV. He ends up going to Tech. And so that would be a great hire. Now, what is it going to take? We're talking about a $5 million buyout. Now, are they willing? Is Texas willing to pay? Now, money's never going to be an issue with Texas, as we saw. We saw the buyout that they had with Tom Herman. But the question becomes... Do they want to pay both of those buyouts in the same offseason? That's a big question, and that's a question I don't know the answer to. Uh, but if it if it's come down to just pure 
money, I, I don't. Texas has got enough of it. Uh, I think you know Texas can money whip anybody. In my personal opinion, uh, what are what would other names be out there? Well, there's the Oregon coach, uh, Dana Altman. That's a name that we've heard uh, in association with the Oklahoma job as well. Because you have to think about it. Uh, both Texas and Oklahoma are going to be looking for head basketball coaches this year. Obviously, Lon Kruger at Oklahoma retired. Shaka Smart now out. Um, so they're likely going to be looking at the same name. So uh, Altman is a guy that I would definitely pay attention to. He's a guy that I think uh, you could look at. Uh, who's another name? Well, according to uh, Longhorns Wire writer Griffin McBay, he throws out the name Royal Ivy. And this is not the first time that I've heard that. He's currently uh, with the Brooklyn Nets with uh, another former uh, Longhorn and Kevin Durant. Uh, you know, he's he's worked with Kevin Durant a lot. Uh, I know Durant, you know, came out and he's, you know, gave his opinion on what Texas should do. Uh, but he's a guy that you, you could likely take. But you have to think about it. He's been at the NBA level, not the college level. But they've got to find somebody that they can bring in because of recruiting. Because, let's face it, despite the fact that they weren't seeing the success... Recruiting-wise, Shaka Smart did a really good job. Yeah, he got a lot of one-and-done guys, uh, but he did do well in recruiting. And that, that's a big reason why they've had some of the success that they had. Now, was it a great success? No, obviously not, because they didn't win a a tournament game outside of the NIT when they won the whole thing. But when it came to the NCAA tournament, they just couldn't win. And so that's a big question of, of who can they get, who can actually win, in Austin, and, and that's why you go back to Chris Beard, a guy who's come in, he's shown the Big 12, he's shown what you can do, and and obviously with the success that he's had, how is that going to happen? How does that work? There's not a whole lot we can really look uh, look into is how will it work, right? Uh, I think we know how it works. He's going to come in, he's going to have to recruit, he's going to have to bring his guys in. We could see some guys transfer out. Maybe a, a, a Burnett guy who Went into the transfer portal from Texas Tech. Maybe he would follow Beard uh, to Austin. Who knows? Uh, th- there's a lot to be made of this whole situation, and we're going to continue to monitor it. But that's where it sets right now with Shaka Smart out. Interesting enough, the guy that's not having trouble is the guy that Chris Del Conte hired last year. We're talking with Texas women's basketball coach Vic Schaefer. He has now gotten them into the Elite Eight. They knocked off the number two Maryland Terrapins who, oh, by the way, that was only their third loss of the year. Uh, so, obviously, Chris Del Conte, he identified an issue with the women's team last year, went out and hired somebody who would make an impact immediately, uh, and I, I think they're doing fantastically. Um, and we'll kind of monitor and see how they're doing with the women's team as they march on. Uh, they're now going to have to play the number one seed, South Carolina, a team that Vic Schaefer knows very well playing in the SEC uh, in the last several years uh, as the head coach at Mississippi State. Now he's got to take on South Carolina with a talented Texas team led by Charlie Collier. That's going to be an interesting one to watch. But Elite Eight, somewhere the women haven't been in, in some time. Uh, they're doing good They're doing good on that end. Let's see if Chris Conde can fix the men's team now and get them back to the top. But I want to tell you about Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. 
Football's over. There's the NBA. College basketball, as we talked about, we're going into the Elite Eight, the Final Four, the National Championship. Those are all coming up. NHL's in full swing. Bet Online even covers your awards, TV shows, reality TV. I want you to go to betonline.ag. Use that promo code locked on, L O C K E D O N. You're going to get a 50% welcome, welcome bonus with your first deposit. With Bet Online, you get real time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. They have you covered for all the news, scores, odds, the best way to place your bets, and it's absolutely free to sign up. Head on over to the website. And or use your mobile device at betonline.ag to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Just make sure you're using that promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. And make sure you're using BetOnline, your online sportsbooks experts. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on all the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast wherever you get your podcast. All right, let's dive in here and talk about the top five storylines as we head into spring football. As we're currently in spring football, I know the Texas Longers had to pause activity due to the coronavirus positive test within the program. But we wanted to look at what Athlon Sports had to say about the top storylines to watch during the Texas spring practice under first-year head coach Steve Sarkeesian. Obviously, number one is going to be your quarterback battle. All right, we're going to go over here. What what Athlon Sports had to say. Uh, with Sam Ellinger off to the NFL, Texas is one of the most intriguing quarterback battles in college football. Casey Thompson, four-star recruit in the 2018 class, will battle Hudson Carr for the number one spot with the outcome not expected to be cited until the fall. Thompson impressed as Ellinger's backup last year and delivered a standout performance in the second half of the Alamo Bowl by connecting on 8 of 10 passes of 170 yards, 4 touchdowns. However, he's far from the number one quarterback. Card ranked higher coming out of high school in the 2020 recruiting class and attempted three passes last fall. Sarkeesian with two options. He should feel good about going into 21. Which quarterback will make the strong first impression? Now, I don't think we can really say who's going to make a strong first impression because obviously... You know, it's a lot different uh, when you're when you're just doing, you know, spring practices. Now, I think spring this actual spring game will give you a little bit more of an idea. Fall camps can give you an idea. I just don't think that they're going to make that pick. But I still think ultimately, I think it's going to come down to Hudson Card as the uh, as the starting quarterback when it comes uh, to Texas. I just, looking at everything. Uh, that's the way it looks, right? I mean, when you look at what Card does well, kind of reminds you of Mac Jones last year. I've said that a couple of times. Uh, j- just from the size, stature, the way that he operates in the pocket, from what I've seen, uh, he will give you. He does give you some mobility. Obviously, he was a dual threat quarterback coming out of Blake Travis, uh, but I think he's more of that stand in the stand in the pocket. Uh, another big thing that they wanted to talk about here with Athlon Sports is they're talking about sorting out the receiving group. And I think that's a, a big question there because Texas has the talent here according to Athlon Sports. There's work to do sorting out the depth chart after Brennan Eagles, Tariq Black departed Austin, Joshua Moore and Jordan Whittington return. There's a lot of optimism in Austin surrounding Troy O'Meara, who missed all of 2020 due to ACL tear. Brennan Schooler caught 12 passes last fall, but now he's a safety. This unit... Already suffered a setback with the first spring workout as Jake Smith uh, suffered a foot injury is out indefinitely. This unit isn't a question mark, but this spring is the first opportunity for Sarkeesian to evaluate his options. 
help players learn from the new scheme, sift through the pecking order on the outside. You know, I th- and I think that's, you know, key there, right? I mean, they've got to figure it out. I mean, you have Joshua Moore, who's returning, your top returning wide receiver from last year. You like what you have in Jordan Whittington. You like what you have in Jake Smith. But the big question is, when you're looking at this, uh, where do they fit? Who's going to start at the slot position? Who's going to be your outside guy? Obviously, we talked about Troy O'Meara, but he's not exactly cleared as of yet for any practices. So we're still waiting to see you know, how his rehab is going. Uh, where do they have Kelvante Dixon? You know, uh, Marcus Washington, uh, Montreal Zell, who switched over from defensive back to wide receiver. You know, there's, there's a lot of questions there that they've got to sort through, and I think that's the, the big question there. All right, so next, the thing that they have is the right five up front, and, that, and that's a big question because I think they need to really figure out what they're going to do on the offensive line, who's going to be your starter. Uh, obviously, Bijan Robinson is going to be one of your top running backs uh, in the country, but you have no Samuel Cosme. You do return Junior Angelau, Denzel Okafor, uh, Derek Kerstetter, Christian Jones. Now, Kerstetter won't be available for spring, but you do have Jake Majors, Andridge Carrick. Uh, What is Kyle Flood going to do, and how does he put that all together? That's really going to be a big question to watch. I like Carrick outside as your left tackle much more than I like a Christian Jones, where they talked about playing Christian Jones there. Given the, all the issues that he had on the right side of the offensive line last year, I'm not 100% confident in him on the left side. Now, the caveat here, uh, I was not a fan, and, and I've been vocal about it, uh, about the offensive line coaching from last season. Now, there is a new coach in with Kyle Flood, who came over from Alabama, where he won the Joe Moore Award, given to the best offensive line in the country. I feel better about it if Kyle Flood is saying, hey, this is the guy we want to stick out there. I can understand it. Uh, I might be... I think that probably is the better option, I guess, when you look at who's going to play right tackle. I like Kerstetter there. I think Christian Jones is going to play somewhere. I, I don't know that they're going to put him on the bench for a guy like Andrej Carrick, but much like I saw last year and I thought last year, give Andrej Carrick time. I think he's going to win that starting spot. Uh, we have other problems here that we got to figure out. Uh, new defense coordinator Pete Kwiatkowski and assistant coaches Blake Gideon, Terry Joseph have worked through the spring with no Caden Stearns, Chris Brown, Jalen Green is gone. Deshaun Jameson, Josh Thompson are proven. B.J. Foster is expected to start at one spot. Chris Adamora, after playing nickel, probably be somewhere in, in the secondary. Where is he going to play? Safety? I don't know. Anthony Cook, Jaron Thompson, Keaton Crawford. You also have Darian Dunn who came in along with J.D. Coffey. Uh, they've got to figure out that secondary and how does it all work. Uh, I don't know that it is how it's going to work. Uh, at this point, but that's why we have a spring. And, you know, I think Chris Adamora could play kind of a Buda Baker joker role. Uh, I think he would, his skill set fits that well. Uh, the other thing I got to do is figure out a pass rush, because outside of Joseph Asai, they didn't have one. Uh, let's be quite honest. You had Joseph Asai had five sacks, Taquan Graham had two. They're both gone in the NFL. You have Moro, Jomo, and Jacoby Jones uh, back. You also have Ovi Ogufu uh, from Notre Dame, uh, Wraith. Ray Thornton from LSU. 
they've got to figure out a way to get some pass rush and obviously Alfred Collins up front uh, in the middle of that defense. He's another guy that I think you got to pay attention to. You got to figure it out. Uh, that that's going to be massive for Texas in the upcoming spring as they figure that all out because let's be honest the pass rush has been non-existent and and that's something that's got to change they just can't do that uh they got to figure it out all right we've been telling you about bill bar the best tasting protein bar on the market for a while now bill bar is amazing low calorie low sugar high protein high fiber amazing tasting protein bar with 100 percent chocolate on all bars now's the time to find out which bill bar is the best because it is built bar madness today's matchup caramel bounty versus coconut brownie chunk I'm just going to tell you, I love caramel brownie, but that coconut brownie chunk, this is, it hits different. It's fantastic. You'll love it, I promise. you got to try it. Uh, but definitely put your money on coconut brownie chunk because I, I just think that's fantastic. I think it's underrated as far as some of the other bars. But go to BuiltBar.com or Bar underscore Built on Twitter to, have, to make your vote. Also, while you're on the website, go ahead and put in your order. Remember to use that promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-D-1-5, to get 15% off your next order. That's LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. And check back to see who won today's matchup and who will become the best-tasting protein bar. Can you believe we're only 31 days away from the NFL Draft starting? It's time to start following our Locked On NFL Draft duo, the Draft Dudes podcast. You watch every prospect so you don't have to. And the Locked On NFL Draft podcast for your daily draft news, mock draft podcast. Follow the Locked On NFL Draft and the Draft Dudes on the Radio.com app or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, well, let's get into a little bit of more football talk before I let you go for the day. Uh, 24-7 uh, put out this list for the most winningest programs in college football history. They have Texas ranked at number seven overall, just behind Oklahoma, based on winning percentage. Because if you go by total wins, Texas is actually better than Oklahoma. But they wrote about it. The all-time record for, uh, for Texas, 923 wins, 378 losses, and only 33 ties. That's a winning percentage of .704. That's doing it at a high level, even if they might not be at that same level in years past. There is a new era at the University of Texas ahead of the 2021 season. His first year, Coach Steve Sarkeesian hopes to bring the Longhorns back to the national title picture as one of college football's most storied programs. Not since Max Brown's tenure had the Longhorns competed for a championship. Brown coached from 98 to 2013, compiling an overall record of 158-48, second only to Darrell Royal for the most wins of the program at 167. Royal coached for 20 seasons and had three national championships with the Longhorns. Since Brown's departure, Texas is a meager 48-39 since the start of the 2014 season under Charlie Strong and Tom Herman, respectively. That's a big question. Can Sarkeesian got them over the hump. Can Sarkeesian bring them back to where they were? Uh, but you have to, you still have to applaud what Texas has done uh, in their history. But yes, that's it's a lot lower than what you want it to be, uh, especially given the success that they had up until 2014 at a run of two bad coaches. And that's why it's uh, so prevalent for them to get back uh, to the top. All right. 
now we have this uh, ESPN. They put together their prospects with the most potential coming out of the 2021 recruiting class. Uh, they have listed here in the top 15, Jatavion Sanders. Sanders is one of the most intriguing prospects in the entire class for Texas. Six foot four, 220 pound prospect labeled as an athlete and the number 13 ranked recruit overall. Steve Sarkeesian has said Texas will look at Sanders for both offense and defense. He legitimately could thrive on either side. He had over 1,100 yards on 63 catches and 16 touchdowns in his final year. Such versatility is rare, and once he figures out where he can make the biggest impact, he could be a multi-year starter for the Longhorns. Uh, you know, Steve Sarkeesian has been honest and transparent, saying they will determine Sanders or where he's needed by the end of spring. I think... With the questions surrounding wide receiver, uh, especially on the outside, uh, I could definitely see them putting Sanders there. Uh, maybe a big slot guy or playing the outside. Uh, you know, he's a big athlete who, who can bring value, uh, combine sides with good strength, quickness, and ball skills. Uh, you know, I think he's he can be a huge asset for this team, especially considering they don't use tight end very well, or they haven't in years past. So he's going to be a guy... I definitely would watch, and I think it's right. You know, a top. I think he is a top fifteen when you look at uh, what his level of impact could be. Uh, definitely going to be something to monitor as the spring moves on. Uh, one thing we haven't really touched on, and I wanted to touch on, and this is a little bit old news, but I did want to talk about it. Uh, Jawan Mitchell might be leaving the program, according to Jeff Howe, twenty four seven. He said on the horn uh, this past week. Uh, and, and obviously right now they don't have Overshown because he's dealing with, you know, his injury issues. Uh, so that's that's a that could be a big loss because of the experience that you get with both Overshown and Mitchell. They're kind of, you know, being your guys at the second level. That's going to be a big thing to watch because, frankly, we don't know what's going to happen. I mean, we've kind of had this up and down, on again, off again relationship with Mitchell where he, he's in the transfer portal, he's not, he's getting thrown out of games for targeting. I mean, it's it's been a, a constant deal, and it's it seems like Overshone's kind of taken over that role as, as their best player. And even in the uh, top returning Big 12 defensive players for each school, you know, DeMarvin Overshone is right there. You, you know, when you look at everything that they lost, fact that he finished with 60 tackles last year, 8 for loss, the interceptions, the fumbles. Uh, you definitely had to like what Overshone brought, and he's a big reason why. I think there should be a level of excitement with this new defense, with Pete Kwiatkowski, with Jeff Choate running the linebackers. Uh, that's going to be something to watch, and obviously there's a lot of linebackers behind them that they're going to watch, and you're going to want to continue to watch. But that's going to do it for this edition of the Locked on Longhorns podcast. Make sure you're tuning in each and every day right here on the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. That's going to do it for me. I'll catch you guys tomorrow. Hook them.